Algar Productions. Algar Productions. We open on the Joes engaging in some kind of war games activity. Not the Matthew Broderick hacks the Pentagon in his underwear kind, but the kind where they shoot bags of flour and non-lethal red lasers at one another. Except their tanks are making the same sound as Megatron's highly lethal fusion cannon from Transformers, which, I gotta tell you, is a bit troubling. Before the team can waste too many tax dollars reenacting historical battles that haven't actually happened yet, the proceedings are interrupted by a reporter. Well, I say reporter. Hector Ramirez, host of 20 Questions, was apparently based on Geraldo Rivera, so reporter might be a bit generous. Ramirez is, I'm told, proof that many of the Sunbow cartoons of the mid-80s, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Gem, and whatever Inhumanoids is, exist in the same universe. Please don't tell me what Inhumanoids is, I really don't care all that much. But I'm totally down for everyone living in one big shared continuity. Sure, that raises a ton of questions, but what doesn't raise a ton of questions at a Sunbow show? Ramirez is daring to raise the question, is G.I. Joe wasting tax dollars? I mean, obviously I think they are, I just said that in the last paragraph. But somehow he manages to convince them to let him and his team get a tour of the headquarters playset. While they wait, Ramirez's... producer? Director? I don't know, some crazy unshaven dude hugging a briefcase puts forth this theory. That's what they want you to think. My friends, the Committee on Basic Reductions of Armies has conclusive proof that the entire G.I. Joe Cobra conflict is fake. F-A-K-E-D. Fake. So somehow Shipwreck gets stuck leading these goofballs around and answering their stupid questions. He gets sick of briefcase guy's nonsense, so he decides to load them all up in a helicopter, all three of them in the backseat of a two-seater, mind you, and take them someplace where Cobra activity's been reported. He also actively refuses to take backup with him. These all seem like perfectly sensible decisions to me. Naturally, the Dreadnoughts force their helicopter down. The Joes send a search party after them, but they fly right by the four people walking through the middle of nowhere, waving their arms frantically. Then Cobra sends some planes after the search party, which Shipwreck shoots down using one of the Cobra missile launchers. It's actually a pretty badass move, which he then immediately undermines by doing a stupid little dance and not seeing Zartan sneaking up behind him. As they're dragged to Cobra HQ, we hear this announcement. Tonight's movie is the amusement park of terror. It's mayhem on the merry-go-round and revenge on the roller coaster as the bad guys try to beat the good guys on the Ferris wheel. Didn't I do that one, like, 13 episodes ago? The captives come face to mask with Cobra Commander, whom alleged reporter Ramirez doesn't recognize. Dude, he's interrupted the entire world's TV broadcast at least half a dozen times. Who doesn't know who that guy is? Especially someone who's doing an expose on G.I. Joe. Then crazy briefcase guy suddenly gets a lot hotter. And you know, I appreciate that the Baroness is a master of disguise, but when you look like that, why would you ever want to look like anyone else? Yeah, get used to me saying stuff like that. It's probably not going to stop anytime soon. Cobra reveals that they're after some kind of gas, possibly nerve gas, possibly explosive, depending on who's talking at what moment, that the army decided we shouldn't be using anymore. Which is surprisingly like something that might exist in the real world for a change. Like they're not after magic rubies or fatal fluffies or something this time. Meanwhile, additional Joes head out for the inevitable confrontation. Thanks, show, for taking the extra time to show how everyone is getting there. I really appreciate that level of detail. Cobra Commander shows off their dig-to-the-pile-of-secret-chemicals operation and refers to the massive empty caverns they've created as the perfect base of operations. Really? 
I always thought this guy favored giant castles with throne rooms and arenas and junk, and all sorts of snake-shaped stuff. The Joes find a cobra dude who parachuted into a tree and is about to be eaten by one of those dangerous Rocky Mountain Panthers you've heard so much about. And they threaten him at gun and panther point until he tells them where Shipwreck is. And where he is, is almost being run down by a giant drill. Ramirez manages to save them by promising Cobra Commander an interview, which is weird because the guy can literally go on TV whenever he wants, as we've seen at least half a dozen times. But somehow the ruse works. Meanwhile, the Dread knocks into the place where the gas is stored. Among the inventory is laughing gas, tear gas, and what seems pretty clearly marked itching gas. Is this where Batman villains get their ridiculous brightly colored gases? And sure enough, as Shipwreck tries to escape, he releases a bunch of it and they are brightly colored. And apparently that thing was itching gas and not just a stupid animation mistake that I could exploit for an easy laugh. Wait, what? Why does the army have itching gas? And more importantly, why isn't Hector Ramirez doing an expose on that? Cobra Commander runs in while this is all happening and gives us a nice, one of these days you weasels are gonna die laughing, then everyone escapes. Then, after everyone's safely away from the collapsing perfect base of operations, the Joes and Ramirez still can't stop laughing. Seventy years of Joker stories tell me that these guys may have permanent nerve damage or worse, but Duke doesn't know why they're laughing, so it's funny, I guess?